We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so, dear ones, it is because we are told clearly and, and, and told clearly and without you know, contradiction what God says to us in his word. These things that have been going on are going on and will continue to go on. We need to have a backstop for our belief. And our backstop for our belief is in that statement that we use concerning what we believe about the Bible. That is the only infallible yeah. written word of God. Amen. Now, the next word in our statement of faith that we want to begin to talk about and take a look at is the word only. We believe the Bible to be the only infallible yeah. written word of God. Mm. The word only, because as I said, our statement says we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. And so the word only is used here in a way that relates to and refers to to what we believe about the infallibility of God's word. So the word only is used as it relates to the infallibility of God's word. Now, as you look up the word only and you begin to try and get a definition for it, you will discover the following things, dear ones, about the word only. It means to be unquestionably the best. The word only means to be unquestionably the best. It means to be peerless. In other words, it has no peers. There is nothing that can equal up to it and nothing that can rival it. And it means to be alone in its class and in its kind. And so when we use the word only in connection to the infallibility of God's word, dear ones, what we are saying is that when it comes to the issue of infallibility, I want everybody to hear me now. When it comes to the issue of infallibility, we as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we believe that God's word is the best or it is the best example of it. We believe that God's word, when it comes to this whole issue of infallibility, God's word is 
appear less. There is nothing else that can compare to it. Nothing else that can equal it. And there is nothing that it can rival. Nothing that can rival it. And we believe that God's word is alone in its class and in its kind. It is singular and it is unique. And the reason why this point becomes so vital for us to see and know and understand, dear ones, is because there are a number of things today that people will try to say have equal authority to the word of God. And in some cases should be used instead of the word of God. So we're living in a day and time. Some of you know what I'm talking about. We're living in a day and time where people will say that there are other books that have equal authority to the Bible. Some of you watching on Facebook right now, you may have other books that you believe have equal authority to the Bible. And in some situations, you may even believe that those other books should be used instead of the Bible. And then they say, well, what kind of books are those? Books like the Quran. Books like the Book of Mormon. Books like the New World Testament, the New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures. New World Translation of the Holy Scriptures. Here we go now. Here's a big one that we're dealing with right into in our culture today. The Constitution. The Constitution. Those things have equal authority to the Bible. And in some situations, we should use that instead of the Bible. But upon examination, dear ones, what you begin to discover, as you begin to discover these other sources of information and you compare it against God's word, the Bible, what you will begin to understand is that when it comes to the Bible, there is a truthfulness. There is a power. There is an authority. And there is a life-giving ability that is intrinsic to God's word that these other sources just do not have. Lord, oh my. That's why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for in it is the power of God unto salvation to everybody that believes. There is a truthfulness to God's word. As, as God, by His Spirit, opens His word up to you, it just rings true in your soul. It just rings true. You may not agree with it, but it still rings true. Lord, have mercy. Anybody in here besides me ever read something in God's word that you know was true, but you didn't like reading it? You know it's true. It's right. You just don't want to accept it. Your, your, Your unwillingness to accept it does not mean that it ain't true. Lord have mercy. There is a truthfulness. There is a power contained in God's word. There's a power contained in it. You read it and it strengthens you in your soul. It strengthens you in your resolve. It strengthens you in your commitment. You read the stories about how Daniel went through or how Jeremiah suffered or how the three Hebrew boys dealt with their situation and it gives you courage to go to your job and deal with your situation. It gives you strength to go to your school and deal with those issues that you have there. Lord have mercy. There is an authority. That God's word has. There is an authority that, that, that puts iron down in your soul. Yeah. It strengthens you in your steps. It just, it, get, it causes you to stand up a little bit straighter. St- stick your chest out and yeah. your shoulders back. Now because you're standing on the truth of God's word. Yeah. This ain't my opinion. This is what God says. Yeah. 
Every preacher with their every preacher worth their salt realizes that it is the authority of God's word that you stand on. When you stand before the people of God and you begin to declare the word of God, you're not declaring your opinion. You're not declaring your point of view. You're standing on the authority of God's word. And you're letting the people of God know what thus saith the Lord. And there is a life-giving ability of God's word. It speaks life. You come in discouraged. You come in depressed. You come in wondering what you're going to do. What what the next day going to bring. You don't know where to turn. You don't know what's going to happen next. But God, by his spirit, speaks to you through his word. And he gives you life. It gives you hope. It lets you know that things can turn around. This does not have to be the end. Things can get better. What you find if you put your faith in those other sources of information, what you find is instead of giving you life and truth and power, those other things begin to do things like establish within a person things like legalism. Or oppression. They begin to become oppressive to that person. They cause the person to become confused. And they will cause division among people. They divide people. They don't unite people. They divide people. And so that is why it is important for us to realize that we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible. It is the only infallible source of information that we have available to us. All those other things that I mentioned, they have, fall- they have fallacies in them. Yes, they are wrong in certain areas. And yet God's word is infallible. Amen. The last word that we want to take note of in our statement of faith, again, because we say that we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. Yes, we, that, that's, that word is in there specifically. It is the written word. Word of God. Now the word written is used to inform everyone of what it is that we believe about the Bible as it relates to the Bible being the canon of Scripture. The Bible is the canon of Scripture. Now for most, some of you here, maybe some of you on Facebook watching right now, for, for some people, dear ones, when they hear the word canon being used, what comes to their mind is a large metal object that goes boom and real loud and it shoots out metal balls. That's, that's what they think about when they think of a cannon. This large metal gun type thing that shoots out metal balls really long ways and goes boom real loud. That's what they think about when they hear the word canon. But another definition for the word canon is that it is used to describe a collection of something that is considered to be genuine and considered to be sacred. Amen. That is another definition for the word canon. It is used to describe a, 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 a collection of something that is considered to be genuine and it is considered to be sacred. And what we both as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and as a church as a whole believe and teach is that the Bible, here we go now, the Bible is a closed canon. The Bible is a closed canon. That is, God has given to us his word and he has placed in his word everything that he is going to say. And he is not giving out any new scriptural revelations today. Amen. Amen. That's important, dear ones. Yeah. God has given us his word 
Everything he's going to say, he has put it in his word and he is not giving out any new scriptural revelations today. In other words, dear ones, everything that God is going to say, he has already said it and it's in his word. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able... After you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Notice what we're told about this in the book of Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews, the first chapter. Hebrews, the first chapter. Notice what, notice what we're told here. Hebrews chapter 1, starting at verse 1. It says, the writer says there, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners in time past, unto the, in time past spake unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the power of his word, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. In other words, the writer is letting us know that God, who at sundry times, at different times and in diverse or different ways, spoke unto people through the prophets in times past. God's final word concerning everything that we need to know to be the people he is calling us to be and created us to be. God's final word was given in the person of Jesus Christ. In the person of Jesus Christ, you have everything you need to know for you to be the person God has called and created you to be. All you got to do is look at the life of Jesus and you have everything you need to know to be the person God has called you to be. And so, dear ones, the reason why this is an important point for us to see is because there are some who will use other books. They will look to other books and claim that they have equal authority to the Bible. So they will look to other books, like I said, like the Quran or the Book of Mormon, and they will claim that those books have equal authority to the Bible. You have other people who will you who will bring up older books, older books that were written, and they will claim that those books have equal authority to what the Bible has and should be considered equal to the Bible. Some of the books you'll find in in like the Apocrypha. Yeah. 
like the book of Judith or first or second Maccabees. And, and some of you say, well, first or second Maccabees, who? <laughs> yeah. First or second Maccabees. These are actual books that were written. These are actual books. Yeah. The book of Thomas. Some of you may remember a movie. The, I think it was called, what was it called? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. The Da Vinci Code. That book was somewhat based on the book of Thomas, which is a heretical book. Lord have mercy. It's a heretical book that the church fathers declared heretical centuries ago. But they found this book and they're reading it. And obviously it has, because it's an older book like the Bible, it must have equal authority to what the Bible says. And then dear ones, others will use newer books. They will bring out their own newer books that they will claim God has given to them new revelation. Okay. That should be considered also. Okay. And their new revelation should be considered equal to what the Bible says. Wow. So they, God gave them a revelation. God showed them something. God spoke something to them. And they wrote it down. And what God revealed to them should be considered equal to what God says in his word. And so God is still speaking today and still giving out new revelation. Now, dear ones, and this point I want to clarify. I want to clarify this point for those of you you watching on Facebook. Let me clarify what I'm saying here. Because God still does speak. He still speaks to his people. Some of you right now may be watching. God is speaking to you right now. But the, the thing that we need to always keep in mind and remember, dear ones, is God does not have Alzheimer's. God does not have Alzheimer's. In other words, God hasn't forgotten what he has said. Y'all ain't praying with me today. Y'all ain't praying with me. Y'all ain't praying with me. Y'all just ain't listening today. (laughs) Help me, Holy Ghost. God does not have Alzheimer's. He hasn't forgotten what he has said. And so anything that he says to a person today will not contradict what he has said in his word. If you're here, if you're hearing something, you on Facebook, if you're hearing the Lord tell you something that contradicts to what he has said in his word, you may be hearing something. I just suggest you check the address of that person talking to you. Because it might not be one, two, three, heaven Avenue. It might be six, 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 hell drive. Lord have mercy. And so, and so God is still, God is still speaking and revealing things to people, but what he speaks and reveals will always correlate and align itself with his word. The spirit of God will not give anybody anything that contradicts God's word. So we're preaching. You got to give me an example to help me understand that. Okay. I will. I will. It's tough right now in your marriage. It's hard in your marriage. And there's somebody on your job that's so sweet, so nice, so kind. And you know, she, she or he got it just like you like it. You know, got it just like you like it. And, 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 and surely this is the person God wants you to be with. And surely... The person you're married to is not the person you need to be with. I made a mistake. I made an error. I made a bad choice. And God in his mercy has given me an opportunity 
to correct my bad decision. So I'm going to leave you and go and be with them. Because that must be God's will. God will not contradict anything he says in his word. God did not bring that person into your life for you to leave your spouse and go be with that other person. The enemy might be trying to encourage you to do that. That might, as I said, it might, it, that, that, that encouragement have, might have come from 666 Hell Avenue. Yes, but it did not come from 123 Heaven Drive. Yeah. And, so, and, so, and so you have to validate what you're feeling or what you're sensing or what you're thinking according to God's word. And so, and so dear ones, as I said, the, there are sources out there that will try to get us to believe that God is still speaking, giving new revelation. But we believe that God has given to us a closed canon of scripture. God has said everything that he's going to say. And it's all contained in his word. We have everything that we need to be the people that God has called us to do, called us to be and created us to be. What you will find as you begin to look at these other sources of information, um, what you will begin to find is that all the examples that I have brought up all of those examples will begin to do things and they contain in them things that do the following things. They will either deny the truth of God's word. So there'll be things in those other sources that will deny what God says in the Bible. They will either call into question the reliability of God's word. They will call into question the reliability of God's word. Now, that's not something new, dear ones. We've seen that trick before. We've seen that play. We've seen that, that move done before. It, it, it was done. I, I believe it was done in the Garden of Eden. Right at the beginning. Because the devil used that move on, on Adam and Eve. He said, and, and it goes something like this. Has God said you shall not eat of that fruit? Did God really say that? Is God's word really reliable? So it calls into question the reliability of God's word. These are the sources they question. They will begin to question either the deity of Jesus or the humanity of Jesus. And so they will call into question. They will not say that Jesus, as God's word teaches us, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man combined together. He was 100% God. And yet still 100% man. And, though, and, he, and even though he was both of these things, he was able to contain both of these things in one person. And they did not contradict or, or, or combat against one another. Amen. This is why when you get to the gospel of Luke and, and the angel is describing things to Mary and, and the angel is beginning to talk about Jesus. He says, the angel says to Mary, that holy thing yes. that, you will be, that, that will, you will be carrying. Yes. That holy thing. He said, well, why is the angel calling Jesus a thing? Well, when you think about the holiness of God being connected with the corruptedness of man, how can you put the, the best thing I can say is that that thing. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Because Jesus is in a class by himself. Jesus has no comparison. There's nothing equal to him. And so these other sources that will call into question either the deity of Jesus or the humanity of Jesus. They will say that Jesus was 100% God and therefore he could not have been man. Or he was 100% man and therefore he could not have been God. 
They will not say Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. They will, these other sources will begin to distort the truth of Scripture. They will contradict the truth of Scripture. They will, de- they will try and, and, and distort and minimize the seriousness of sin. They will call into question the Lord's second coming and his final judgment of the world. All these other sources, dear ones, they begin to do these things in an effort to get you to believe that what they are saying is true and what God says in his word, you need to call that into question or even deny it. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life.